I feel to say this. This is what our church services should be comprised of every Sunday. There ought to be an... The Lord has stamped his mark on this service from the very outset. There ought to be an interweaving. We ought to be baptizing people around this place during the offering time. Amen. I don't feel that I'm inhibiting the spirit. Exodus chapter 22, verses 29. Thank you again for your prayers. I got hit on January the 10th and I could not even get to this church service physically hit I should say and I passed off my notebook to Riley so I know y'all were bragging on him and being complimentary of him but when we get to heaven, he's not getting credit for that sermon that he preached three weeks ago. All systems are go. He's not going to get credit for it. So I just want to just having fun with you all. Appreciate my family. And, uh, and I, it just thrilled me. But I was sick on that one Sunday. For, I, I've been more sick than this, but I, on that Sunday I was sick. Somebody helped me out. So I said all that to say this. I wasn't here on the 10th. I wasn't here two weeks ago, neither were you. I wasn't here last week. So if I take 40 minutes per message, that's 40, Kenya, and 40, and 40 is 120. So I got two hours to take my time. Come on, clap your hands. Let's get some church in here. I'll read quickly. I'll, I'll read quickly and I'll preach quickly. But I do have something here to bring to you. The Lord has dropped. Mm, the fellow Holy Ghost has dropped in my spirit. The people. Uh, Ethan Barley's here today. Great to have Ethan. Give him a hand clap for being here today. Amen. I think I think he's. We just adopted him. I think he's now. Uh, We'll have to talk to his dad. He's got to start paying his tithe around here. We, we just, we've had him here, and we've been having a lot of fun. Love all these young people. Um, the people of the land have used oppression and exercised robbery and have vexed the poor and needy. This sounds like chaos. It sounds like America to me. Hang on. Nobody's saying amen out there and helping me out. Yay, they have oppressed the stranger wrongfully. And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge. You know what a hedge is, don't you? What's a hedge? That's that plant deal. It's the bushes between your neighbor and yourself and the other neighbor. Your neighbors put up hedges, fences, that should make up a hedge and stand in the gap before me. Somebody say stand in the gap. Before me in the land that I should not destroy it. But he said, I couldn't find one. The Lord said, I couldn't find one. In verse 31. Therefore, because I couldn't find somebody to stand in the gap, I poured out my indignation upon them. I've consumed them with the fire of my wrath. 
Their own way have I recompensed upon their heads, saith the Lord God. He said, I couldn't find somebody to withhold my wrath. There was nobody. My subject here for a few moments, simply put, standing in the gap. Amen. Standing. Oh, you're already praying. Let's just pray the Lord open up our minds and hearts. I know I got just a few minutes here, and I, I'll move quickly, but I want, it, I want the word of the Lord to go forth. Come on, somebody reach out to him, would you? Praise God. Amen, amen. Before you're seated, turn around to a couple people and say it out loud. The Lord needs somebody. Just say that. The Lord needs somebody need somebody. You're a great church. Love you and so wonderful to see you. Thank you. You may be seated. Hurricane Katrina was a tropical cyclone. It struck the southeastern United States in late August of 2005. The hurricane and its aftermath claimed more than 1,800 lives and ranked as the costliest natural disaster in U.S. history. In New Orleans, where much of the greater metropolitan area is below sea level, federal officials initially believed that the city had dodged the bullet. While New Orleans had been spared a direct hit by the intense winds of the storm, the true threat was soon apparent. The levee system that had held back the waters of Lake Pontchartrain and Lake Borgnin had been completely overwhelmed by 10 inches of rain and Katrina's storm surge. Areas east of the Industrial Canal were the first to flood. And by the afternoon of August the 29th, some 20% of the city was underwater. It was later discovered there were over 50 failures of levees and flood walls protecting New Orleans, Louisiana, and its suburbs following passage of hurricane and landfall in Mississippi. The levee and flood wall failures caused flooding in 80% of New Orleans and all of St. Bernard Parish. Tens of billions of gallons of water spilled into vast areas of New Orleans, flooding over 100,000 homes and businesses. Responsibility for the design and construction of the levee system belongs to the United States Army Corps of Engineers. The responsibility of maintenance belongs to the local levy board. You can move on to that next slide. The core hand components of the system over to the local levy boards upon completion. When Katrina struck on August the 29th of 2005, the project, the levy project, was between 60 and 90% complete. Four major investigations, stay with me, 
were conducted by civil engineers and other experts in an attempt to identify the underlying reasons for the failure of the federal flood protection system. All concurred that the primary cause of the flooding was inadequate design and construction by the Corps of Engineers. In other words, folks, it wasn't the wind. It wasn't the waves. It was the levee system that broke that caused 1,800 people to lose their lives. I reiterate in a different translation. I looked for someone among them who would build up the wall and stand before me in the gap on behalf of the land so I would not have to destroy it, but I found no one. If there's any word picture painted in a verse, it is that of a wall with a hole or a gap in it. A wall was the best means of protection in ancient times. A breach in the wall would let the enemy through. If there was a breach in the wall, defenders would have to swarm to that location and hold up the breach. The gap would need to be repaired as soon as possible. And if a breach was left unattended or unrepaired, the city would fall. Ezekiel summarizes the sins and the abuse of nations as punishment for Israel's sin. God said he will disperse among the nations. He says in verse 30 and 31, and I read again, I looked for someone among them who would build up the wall and stand before me in the gap on behalf of the land so I would not destroy it. But I found no one. So I will pour out my wrath upon them and consume them with my fiery anger, bringing down on their own heads all they have done, declares the sovereign Lord. The gap here represents the danger facing Jerusalem. God's wrath is about to break the judgment on this sinful city of Jerusalem. Was there anyone that would in righteousness or in holiness intercede on behalf of Israel and seek God's mercy and press back the judgment? But God searched for a defender. He searched for a gapper. Can I use that? that terminology but it seems as though he could not find anybody that was willing to stand in the gap and so the destruction of Jerusalem could have been avoided in this period but nobody was willing nor were they available to defend the breach and rebuild the wall and judgment fell. Psalms 106 and 23 summarizes the sins of Israel in the wilderness, primarily concerning the golden calf. So he, 
God. So God said he would destroy them had not Moses, his chosen one, stood in the breach before him to keep his wrath from destroying them. I preach to this group of people here today that Moses stood in the gap and saved the people of Israel with his petition on their behalf. In standing in the gap, he stepped between the Lord and the people. Moses had been chosen for that very purpose. Listen to me as I preach the raw word of the Lord to you. Exodus 32 and 9, he said, I have seen these people. I feel the Holy Ghost coming in this room. He said, I have seen these people. The Lord said to Moses, they are a stiff-necked people. He said to Moses, I'm preaching to you that God said to Moses, you leave me alone that my anger may burn against them, that I may destroy them, and then I will make you a great nation. Moses, get out of my face. Moses, get back away from me. I have had it with these people up to here, and I'm fit to destroy them with my wrath. But Moses sought the favor of the Lord God in his people. And this is what he said. He said, Lord, why should your anger burn against your people whom you brought out of Egypt with a great power and a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians say to you, God, it is with evil intent that he brought them out to kill them in the mountains and wipe them off the face of the earth? Turn your fierce anger. Relent. I'm talking to you about a man that's a human being that took his finger to God and said, God, you need to back up. You need to hold back. It was the evil intent that he brought them out to kill them in the mountains and wipe them out. Turn your fierce anger. Relent. Do not bring the disaster upon your people. Moses said to God, remember your servant Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. To you swore by yourself that I will make your seed as the stars in the heaven as that sand on the seashore and the Lord backed up and the Lord said I gotta hold on here because a man has stood in the gap because a man has gotten in between my wrath and my judgment to stand in the gap for his people clap your hands if you believe it Hallelujah. God uses language. I thank you for helping me. God uses language that reminds the people of Moses. Action century before at Moses' intercession, God had relented of his wrath in the wilderness. In Ezekiel's day, hear me when I preach it. In Ezekiel's day of our text, there was no Moses. There was no one that interceded for Israel. There was no one that 
that understood nor respected the firepower that God had. There wasn't anybody that was fearful of God amongst his people. There was no intercessor. There was no prayer warrior. There was no elder. There was no preacher. There was no prayer group leader. There was nobody to stand in the gap and the destruction of Israel would be carried out and to make matters worse the false prophets in Israel are condemned because they have not repaired the breach in the wall instead they had not stood in the gap they simply denied that the judgment was going to come I'm not telling you where to go to church but I would highly and strongly suggest that you find a church that a prophet or a pastor is standing in the pulpit and preaching the truth and that the preacher will stand in the pulpit and say hey somebody needs to wake up because judgment is coming on this earth and there better be somebody that's going to stand in the gap and plug up the hole clap your hands if you believe it but Moses and several others somebody say Moses Stay with me. I'm, I'm going to conclude here in just a moment. But Moses and several others knew how to stand in the gap. Was it not Genesis chapter 18 that teaches us one of the most powerful settings in Scripture of a man that stood in the gap by the name of Abraham? I'm talking about one man. I'm not talking about a host. I'm not talking about the ladies' prayer group. I'm not talking about the youth prayer meeting or the entire church. I'm not talking about an altar service. I'm talking about that God said, I'm going to wipe out Sodom and Gomorrah off this planet. I'm going to burn them down with fire and brimstone. And one man stepped up and said, now hold on a minute, God. You need to rethink this. What about righteous people? What about holy people? What about godly living people? Is it okay if I go ahead and preach for just a moment? Hey, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Hey, what about it, God? And God said, you know what? Because you're Abraham and you are who you are, I'll pull back, Abraham. And if I find 50, I won't destroy. And God said, I can't find 50. And Abraham stepped up again in the gap. I wish somebody would help me preach. And he said, now hold on a second, God. What about 45? He couldn't find 45, but Abraham just kept jumping in the gap. He kept standing in the gap. Is there anybody that would jump in the gap? I know it may not be once or twice. It may be five times. Is there a prayer warrior that would step up and say, I know you can't find anybody else, but I'll be the one that'll stand in the gap. Clap your hands if you believe it. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. And Abraham stood in the gap. And Stephen prayed for those stoning him. Ah, I said Stephen stood in the gap for those that stoned him. And Paul prayed for Israel's salvation and stood in the gap. And of course, the Lord Jesus Christ is the master of standing in the gap, praying for the cross. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. In the New Testament, we are told to pray for others. In God's wisdom and God's sovereignty, he has chosen us. He has chosen you to 
to use the prayers, amen, the prayers of his people to accomplish his will. He still seeks those who will stand in the gap for friends and for family and for people and for groups and for nations like Abraham and Moses. Is there somebody willing? Is there somebody willing to stand in the gap? I want to preach. I believe that there is a bashing of the church that is creeping into society. The respect of the church is not like it used to be back in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. People could care less about the church. They're throwing stones at the church. They're writing laws against the church. You can't preach in the church like you used to. There's a coming against the church. But let me preach to you today. Don't blame the liberal director from Hollywood. It's not he is a person, but it's the spirit of the enemy. It's the spirit of the antichrist that's moving in this world today. But I'm preaching to a group of people. It's time that we rise up and it's time we build the wall. We are the church triumphant. We're built on the rock and the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Clap your hands if you believe it. Oh, come on. Somebody magnify the name of the Lord. I'm preaching to a group of people. Ah. I'm preaching to a group of people that know how to build a wall. Mm. I want him to come back the same as many of you. I want him to come back, but I also want him to hold up on that wrath just a little while longer. Let me preach to society. I know they're not listening. I know they're holed up in their house somewhere watching their favorite show off Netflix, but let me preach to society for just a moment. Are you back in your stadiums? I know you've got a few masks on, but you're at 20% capacity. But let me tell you that your stadiums used for entertainment purposes. You think that they're great, and you think they'll fix your problems, and you think voting's going to fix all the problems. I feel the anointing of the Lord. But I want to proclaim to you, society, your levees are still broken. They've got holes in them. They've got a broken spot and there's a storm on the horizon. I said there's a hurricane that is swirling at the sea and you better hold on. You've done the wrong construction. You've got the wrong design. But we are the church. We are built on the chief cornerstone. It was designed a long time ago. This levee will not break. This wall will not come down. Clap your hands if you believe it. Oh, come on, somebody clap your hands and give the Lord some great praise. I love teachers. We have teachers in this church. I love medical people. We have medical people. We have teachers. Hey, man. But I've come to proclaim and I've come to preach this message here today. That the levy system is breaking down. Mm. You think it's all right and you think it's prepared for a storm and you think it's ready for the wrath. Praise God. But I want to let you know this is just a little church up the street and your stadiums and you're going to celebrate your big old game next Sunday. 
and this is just a little church that takes a back seat on most NFL Sundays. I feel the anointing of the Lord in this place. Hallelujah. We just a little church up the street, but Jesus said, you, the church, you, the church, you are the salt of the earth. That's who you are. You are the salt of the earth. Your body contains eight ounces of salt. Your body, eight ounces of salt. Now, I'm not here being a proponent of salt because it's not good, and my mother turned me on that a long time ago. Bad for blood pressure and all, but you have to have some salt in your body, which regulates, it regulates your heartbeat. It carries protein into your cells, and the waste out of your cells, stay with me, without salt, your body will go into convulsions. Without salt, your body will become paralyzed. And eventually, without any salt, your body will die. The salt is the gapper in the body. Ah, oh, you're not hearing me. I said the salt is what stands in the gap and causes things to be right in your system. I want to preach it again that this church is the salt of the earth. The church is the gapper. I want to let this world know you go ahead and fill your stadiums up because you got no salt and you've got nothing to block it up. But if you take the salt out of this world, I said if you take the salt out of this world, it's headed for a convulsion, it's headed for paralysis, and it's headed for death. But the church is standing in the gap. I said the church is standing in the gap. I said the church is standing in the gap. There's a storm swirling on this country. And as the wrath of God, I don't know if that's a pandemic or not but I know this it's about to break and souls are going to be lost but you thought it wouldn't happen it's because the church is standing in the gap you thought you were coming to hear the preacher preach but I called a board meeting today we're going to get the levy system in place and we're going to let the storm waters know it's not going to penetrate clap your hands if you believe it Woo! Oh, come on, somebody stand and give the Lord. Oh, I feel like God is speaking to somebody. There's somebody that's standing in the gap from the wrath of God. Lift your hands and magnify him. There's a spirit of intercession in this place. Mmm. Woo! Mmm. Hallelujah. 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 Mm.
why that I held up on this. It's been a tough year for many of you. And uh, and uh, as your pastor, it's been tough. And I'm not in the I'm not in the thick of the trial. Like many of you. But I want to let you know, I can't go into detail. And I appreciate your prayers. It's been a tough, this has been a tough month. For me as your pastor, it's been a tough month. And I'm not, I'm not being emotional for myself. And I'm being emotional. Because last week, I'm not going to, I don't want to say who, but I got a text from somebody. A member of this church. And they're here, so I'm in good standing. And I got a text from them. It said, Pastor, I just got off of a 21 day fast, and I wouldn't tell who because I would embarrass, I may embarrass them, and I won't say. They told me I just came off of a 21 day fast. It's the toughest thing I've ever done in my life. And I said, bless you. And I left it at that. And I felt the Lord speak to me. And I felt to come back to that person and tell them that I feel the Lord move on me to tell you to pray for me. To take what you're doing and gap it Mm, so to speak. And I've been feeling in my spirit, I didn't do that, but I've been feeling my spirit that it already took place. That it already took place. That somebody was standing in the gap. to do this, but Sister Carolyn Caldwell, I don't want you to put your hands in the air because I have a word to give you in this service right now. That you have been afflicted physically and it's been insurmountable and you've had a loss. But the Lord would speak to you in this message today and let you know, no matter that you are frail and you feel insignificant, and that, it, and that things may be over, I want you to know that the Lord would speak to you through his word to let you know that you know how to repair the levy. And you are a gapper. And the reason, ah... The reason why you know how to stand in the gap is because this little lady set the example for you. And I know she's up in years and going to celebrate a big birthday in March. But she still knows how to repair the levee system. So they shall not break. 
I've come to let this church know, and I'm almost done here. I've come to let this church know that the Lord would give you a word today that the levee system shall not break, and the waters shall not come in, and we shall not be destroyed, and your family shall not be destroyed, and destruction shall not come, and we press back against every spirit, and I take authority against every demonic power in this city, and I want every spirit and every devil to know that we're going to have revival around here, and in spite of the oppression and depression and drug use and alcohol use, I come against every devil that we are the church and we are the levy and we are the wall and we are the ones that are standing in the gap and we shall have revival in this end time hour. Well, somebody needs to let that go right now. Somebody needs just somebody needs to let it go. There's a spirit of intercession here right now. Somebody needs to let it go. Somebody needs to come around this step up around this front right here and just lift your hands and let it go. There is a Mahasata. There's a spirit of intercession. There is a spirit of intercession. There's a spirit of somebody standing in the gap. Somebody standing in the gap. These floodwaters shall not consume us. The judgment shall not come. God is looking down and saying, I found somebody. church come on church if the world ever needed the church it needs it now if the world ever needed the salt it needs it now if the world ever needed somebody to vitalize and revitalize this world and get rid of the waste and the trash it's the salt right now if the world ever needs the church come on let that intercession go somebody let that intercession spirit go would you let it go right now Somebody let it go. Somebody let that intercession go. Oh, would you cry out to God and say, Lord, you may not be able to find anybody else, but I'm available. Come on, church. Come on, church. This is a praying church. This has been a praying church for years. This isn't a praying church at the river. This is a praying church at Parkview. We've been praying around here for years. We've been plugging up holes for years. Come on, church. 